It is Wednesday and we're putting up a podcast. What in the world could be happening? We only put up podcasts Mondays and Fridays. Well, that means it's a bonus podcast, ladies. Yes, you've been doing such great work on listening to things on marriage and love and you know fixing your relationship with your husband and yourself and a lot, and we love that. We thought we'd just break it up and just kind of get things mixed up and put in a podcast for those who are struggling with things regarding your kids, people who are worried about their kids and society and you know all the crazy things that are happening, the friends and the influence and the video games and the we have somebody today that we know you're going to love, a bit of an expert. And what I love about this sister is she doesn't just have, you know, the problem all outlined. She has a solution and she's actually ready to help all the parents out there. And I want everybody to kind of know her in the mindful Muslim community. And I thought it would be an amazing idea to bring her on. And I just wanted to let you know this one thing before I bring her onto the podcast. So many of you are asking us kind of what we will be covering on the October 19th podcast. More, more on that. Stay tuned. But the one thing I will say is the um, the kind of sneak peek into this particular one is we will be focusing heavily on increasing the love and intimacy and all those things like that with your husband, the attraction, the love, the intimacy. And we're going to go into some of the things that we know women don't know, like the top four things that are holding them back from that so we can move those out the way. And then we're going to talk about how you can get even more information on getting this step by step because we have it like all written out for you because you know I'm, I'm kind of crazy like that love steps but I love to make it so visual for you and so easy and doable so look forward to that October 19th but let's get going let's meet this sister and let's get some advice on parenting and kids and just what to do in 2021 where it feels a little bit hard <laughs> Just before we dive into the podcast, just wanted to give you all a quick reminder that today is the absolute last day to join our free book club that will be going from now all the way until the end of November. So literally for over two months, we are just diving into ways to fix you in an international book club where we cover topics on you and Allah, you and yourself, you and your spouse, you and your in-laws, your kids, your, your relationship with the community so, so much on an international book club where women are from all over the world sharing ideas, raw stories. Honestly, often there's a lot of crying and a lot of sharing and virtual hugging. And I don't want you to be alone and miss this opportunity to have this amazing free experience. Don't forget, the link below is to join the book club. Today's the last day. All right, let's dive into this interview. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week with topics that you care about on love, parenting, life hacks, organization, everything that you guys have asked. And we are on an absolute mission to help women grow and thrive while maintaining their Islamic identity in the modern world. So we are very excited because today we have an absolutely amazing guest and um, inshallah business Ali, you might have heard about her already, seen all her stuff all over the internet. Sister Ariba Farheen of Iman Power is here to talk to us today about some things that so many of us are struggling with. So I'm really excited to bring some light on what we're going through as parents with our kids 
and kind of what the kids are going through and what we can do. There is actually so much we can do. And that's why I love this sister. She brings so much positivity to all of the things that I think we're struggling with. And she has so many solutions for us that I cannot wait to get into today. How are you, sister? Alhamdulillah, I am well. Jazakallah khair for having me here. And it's a real pleasure. And I'm a big fan of Mindful Muslima. I really benefit from your work. May Allah reward you for um, all that you do. And thank you very much for having me here and all the wonderful things that you just said. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. And I think, I think we're just a perfect marriage here because like I'm going, I'm doing, taking care of, of one end and supporting the mom, yeah, exactly. supporting with the kids. And it's like, we're meeting in the middle. So this is absolutely wonderful. Awesome Muslim family. There you go. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for all that you do as well. I mean, um, so I really wanted the audience to get to know you because there is so many good things that you do. Very, very creative, very unique and very interesting things that I think our community can benefit from so much. So I would love for you to tell them a bit more about Iman Power and what you do. Okay, so um, my name is Ariva, as you said, and I launched Iman Power in 2012. Um, so I've been teaching children online since 2012, long before Zoom pandemic. <laughs> it's a term I got from a kid, actually. <laughs> uh, and uh, alhamdulillah, I've reached children all over the world. It's a great blessing to meet kids and their moms who are striving to excel their children in their deen and dunya, alhamdulillah. Um, I, my background actually is in um, software engineering, and in 2012, uh, by the time I'd been working at a Sunday school for several years, and um, seeing what was happening there, and 2012 is when I decided that's it, we have to raise the education of these children, kids coming to Sunday school for years and years, and still they have no connection with Islam when they look at the Quran, literally I was sitting with a, in a principal's office one day with a kid who was punished because he was not focusing in the class. And he comes to me and asked him what happened? Why were you not focusing? And he says, because Quran is boring. And that just broke my heart. Like still I say it and my heart sinks every time I say it. Yeah. So, and all those things really inspired me that I, and I knew, alhamdulillah, I have the talent to teach and inspire children. I was seeing when I do put myself completely into it, I can produce great results. And I decided that's it. There's, this is much more valuable than building IT systems. Right. <laughs> this is a lot more lasting. And I, you know, I went through this process of going from low self-esteem. Alhamdulillah, I was achieving a lot. I was a solutions architect and they were making loads of money, but I was not, I don't think I had a high self-esteem because I didn't value uh, you know, that work much, it's just money. But when I served Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Iman power to help children, you know, inspire them, inspire Iman in their hearts, get them to uh, become leaders in their communities, contribute to their communities, love Islam, see its value in their everyday life, not just as a set of rules and do's and don'ts. That's when, honestly, that's when I saw my own value. And that's what I instill in, try to instill in children. Alhamdulillah, I have now students all around the world who have gone and done projects like building wells in Afghanistan, um, raising money to sponsor orphans, seven orphans, mashallah. Um, every year, mashallah, they blow my mind with the kind of work these yeah. kids do. 
Absolutely. I know what you mean, because I worked with kids for years as well. And when you do the work and you, you give them a challenge, they rise to the challenge. And we often underestimate them. It's actually beautiful if we just get out the way and what they yes. can do yeah. with their mind. Let them drive. Yeah, I know. It's very, you know what it is? It's very scary for us, I think, because as adults, yeah. we're taught to keep Absolutely. complete control and we're right. taught to minimize their abilities and minimize their involvement. And if you, and that's like- and You're protective. Think, yeah, and I think it's yeah. it's rightfully so. We're worried, but I think we underestimate, like, I, like you and I have spoken before about like what they did in the time of the prophet. I think we're unfamiliar with how that they, they treated children in the time of the prophet, peace be yeah. upon him, and the Sahaba and all the amazing work they did. They were almost like men out there doing things at the same yeah. level as adults yeah. and, and mothers. And so I think it's it's just, once we know that, we'll be like, oh, they could do all that. And then subhanAllah, I know that's a lot of what you do. You kind of help bring all that to fruition. Um, I, I, I wanted to just pause here for a second to say something that I, was not the topic of today, but you were speaking and I was thinking about myself reflecting on what you were saying. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, there's so many uh, women out there with careers like you were looking, right? You were in architecture and engineering and like, there you are excelling as a hijabi in that aspect. Yeah. And here and here I am, I'm in the education sector. I'm in the nonprofit sector. I'm building million dollar nonprofits with people. And like, I'm working for high, high organizations. Like you said, you can make yeah. so much money, but you don't feel passionate. Like you doing yeah. something for the sake of like this, there, it's just like you go there, you work, you come home. Okay. Have money in the bank. And and yeah. many of our young people, they're striving today to have these types of careers Absolutely. and they're not fulfilling. And what no. you did, which is what I love, which is why I can relate to you is you took your skills and you found a way to utilize those same skills, but in a different yeah area, which is really what I do, right? I have a background in education. And so I'm, and, and I have, um, you know, a lot of uh, background information about like is the community and serving the community and nonprofits and, and the Muslim community and women. And then I said, okay, I did that sometimes for non-Muslims. And so what happens is I would take my skills through the two things and merge them and said, I love women and I love helping women. I love building women. And like you love building the children. And so subhanAllah, this is beautiful. And we took the same skills and we've yeah. now found our true calling. And so yeah. I'm really big on women finding their passion, their purpose, yeah. their why, because that's what makes you wake up in the morning. And that's what makes exactly. you excited. And I You're love right. that. You have that. Absolutely. Absolutely right. About the purpose, especially because for me, I was questioning myself like, okay, so I've, I loved my job. I love the uh, job itself, but it left an emptiness in me. So when I'm going to stand up in front of Allah, what am I going to say that I did for, you know, all these 10 hour days every day, all this struggle for making money. <laughs> I, that was not good enough for me. I mean, if, of course, by the way, if a uh, woman is working to serve, uh, you know, to earn a living for her family for whatever circumstances, or she just wants to, that could be very noble as well. You know, she might be getting a great yeah. sense of worth from that as well. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I just, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have purpose in that, you know? So it, it didn't give me any sense of purpose. And, and as I was talking to you earlier about that self-esteem or sense of worth really, uh, people drive it from all kinds of weird things, right? And we are teaching our children often to drive their sense of worth from their grades. Yeah. Or how good they're at sports. But that's not how a Muslim should ever value themselves. A Muslim values themselves according to how Allah values us, which is our Iman. Yeah. So whether it is small actions of good manners that we teach our children or these big projects or just contributing, sharing, 
beast with a purpose to serve Allah and not caring about the result, which is what actually stops most people, isn't it? The yeah. fear of the result. But remembering that's the that's your qadr. Allah will decide what you get. You're, you need to put in the effort. When you do that, you build self-esteem. Absolutely. And I think so many women contact me also on the regular because I do these consultation calls and they're always talking to me about like, I did, I did it. I got my pharmacy degree. I got my engineering degree. I got my doctoral degree. And then like, here I am empty and sad and depressed mm-hmm. and all, you know, they're experiencing that. And so I think the same thing, if we go back to our children, we think about what we're making them value. Like mm-hmm. I talked about before, like their grades, like the outcomes, the results, like making them focus on the wrong things. And mm-hmm. we're, we're making them value what we maybe were taught to value by our parents. And we're bringing this cycle. Mm-hmm. But we, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deem as success? What, mm. what is really yeah. success? And if we yeah. change our focus to the real purpose, then we wouldn't focus on the same thing with our children that we do. And we, we have to talk a bit more about that, which is why I yeah. want to get into that with you a bit. Yeah. What um, you, you told us, you told us already kind of why you created Iman Power. And, and I wanted to just ask you one more question into that. Like, what do you hope to achieve with this? Like, where are you going with this? Because you're spending so much energy and time. And, and I don't know, like, I personally can see exactly where it's going. I don't know that everybody understands because in the world we're in, we're not taught to value these types of things. Like, for example, when I left my really cushiony six-figure job, my parents were like, why? Are you sure? Like, why are you, what are you doing this mindful, (laughs) mindful thing? What is that? Is that a real thing? Oh, you know, I go, no, no, I go, this is a real thing. People need this thing. It's, it's like a real, like, and they're like, what is that? You know, I said, no, I want to spend all my time to do this. And so Mm -hmm. here you are, right? You go to switch and our traditional parents are like, what is that that real? What, what, you know, is that a, is that a fake thing? So, I mean, like what you, but you are like, no, I believe in this. Mm -hmm. I see past everybody's, you know, uh, you know, definitions of what my life success is. And, and then they're basing your value on your job. They're basing your value on the, how much money you bring into the the family and so forth. So here you are saying, no, I value something else and I'm going to stand behind and do it. So where are you going with this? What do you, what do you believe can be done for our community with these beautiful changes that you bring through Iman Power? Like, what do you think is the impact that this can okay. have on our community? I didn't mean to throw so, you off. Like, this is, uh, I, you know, I think about it and I have, I don't know if I have tears in my eyes, but I have tears in my heart. <laughs> but my goal uh, really is, I think that in 10 years, and I'm confident of this, inshallah, in 10 years, if Iman Power keeps going like that, inshallah, there will be more people doing similar things. And I know that I will see hundreds thousands of leaders around the world, Muslim children who are doing excelling in their school, you know, their careers and they're excelling in contributing to the world. They will be strong individuals. And this is not easy by any means because the challenges our children are facing today, subhanAllah, like, I don't know, in hundreds of years, it's probably never been harder to be a kid growing up than today. But I know that inshallah, my students are going to be that strong that they're going to be world leaders and leaders in their communities. And that's, that's a moment I'm living, you know, not just moments, it's going to be lots of moments that I will look at and see that was my student (laughs) and my dream. Really. I would share this with you. I don't share it. I'm sharing it podcast. A lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like sharing it, but when I vision it, I see that I meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he shows me all these lights all over the place that these were all these great children who did great work. And, you know, there's such a ripple effect 
you know, you do a podcast uh, every day or whatever you make a video, you make a post, one person watches it, then she has an impact on her family. Her family has an impact. It's just, you can't even imagine the ripple effect of this. Yeah. So that's why I tell women to share. I said, share, because sometimes you're sharing today, your vulnerability and somebody else needed to hear that. So they could do something in their life. And like you said, it's a constant ripple effect. And I'm very big about in our, in our society, women are always like focusing on competing with each other. It's a very, like, it's a very like dog eat dog type of a world that we're taught to have. And so I'm, I'm really into like, okay, we as women are supposed to lift each other up. The time of the prophet, peace be upon him, it was very community-based. It wasn't like you versus me and let me figure out how I can one-up you. And so I think as women, I remember it because I'm from the West, I'm here in the US, and we were always taught as women to like size up another woman, think about like, you know, who does she think she is and this and that and try to like one-up her. And it really, really upset me. And not until I got deep, deep into the really good Muslim community with really practicing women, that women wanted me to succeed. I wanted them to succeed. You just like, like held hands and we were like, let's do this. Let's create some serious change. And it was a totally different effect and vibe and everything. So I love to align myself kind of like with women like you who are like, yeah, let's do stuff. Let's do yes. a lot of stuff and let's affect a lot of people and help a lot of people. And like, yeah. this is possible. And this is so much more fulfilling than us as women sitting here feeling bad about ourselves, judging yeah. one another. And it's like, let's just do something with this, you know, yeah. and help each other and help the world. And I love the work that you're doing because it's the next generation. And the next generation and the next, like, what what could be better? I mean, for a mother who's trying to raise a strong Muslim, it's not just that child. It's all her next generations will be impacted by that. Absolutely. I think we see that. When I talk to my son, it's actually his kids and his kids I'm talking to. It's kind of of meta. Yeah. You're just like, ooh, that's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) So we better get this right. Because otherwise, you just the moral standards are constantly sinking if you look at the majority. But mashallah, parents like you are raising the standard, not just for this generation, but for several others. And that's my mission too, that yeah. yes, the world is uh, maybe, you know, there's a lot against us. There are billion dollar industries of media entertainment against us, but Allah is on our side, Right. <laughs> Right, like it's is on our side, our corner, right? Like, I mean, we have to have a little bit more faith about it. Yeah, so So use that resources that Allah has given you. Without it, of course, you're going to lose your children to this, you know, dunya and all the temptations. Use the Quran, use the seerah, get them on that path, not wait till, okay, when you are older, then I'll teach you about the deen. It will be too late. Yeah, especially now in these days, the kids are exposed to so much. It's so young. And I wanted to get into that with you. What are some of the biggest struggles that you see kids are going through? And I, and I say this because I want anyone who's listening right now, if, the, if, if you are um, a young woman, you don't have kids, you can relate like, yeah, those are things that like I went through, whether male or female, we're talking about with kids. And for the parents, I want you to understand just like I have to understand what is out there right now, right? 2021, like what is going on for their children? What are they being exposed to? What are the challenges that they have? Right. So um, I think some of it, obviously, parents do realize it. And some of it, maybe they just don't want to see right now where their children are heading. Um, it's scary. So, I just want to say how scary it is as a parent. I have a lot yeah. of contact. So the solution is not closing our eyes to that. Also, we should not exaggerate it too much as well that we become so stressed. But we have to open our eyes to it yeah. that today in the hands of our children, you know, major sins are at their fingertips, literally. 
especially if you have they have any kind of device which they will if not here then somebody at their school is going to have a mobile phone in their hand and they have access to major sins on their fingertips and there's so much confusion um you know we have kids on social media now uh, and half of their understanding is good half is like really wrong so so much confusion and then come on the games and the competition on social media of likes and this and that so we where is they getting their sense of self worth really from and we constantly as parents we are trying to protect them and in trying to protect them because there's so many dangers right so we're trying to protect them by completely suppressing them and closing them um in more and so they rebel more they want to be out of it so it's you know subhanallah such a great challenge what i especially feel really bad for my uh, students my children i deal with is just, i i believe children are capable of like 100 times more than we ever think that what they are capable of and the child somewhere deep down knows that i can do so much more and he's being she's being not given the opportunity they are hungry for challenges like really hungry but and you're, as you're you were just saying right. i just want to confirm what you're saying of how hungry they are because i have a son every day i give him challenges every day cuz i'm totally aligned with what you're saying and he's like where's the next one where's the next? I'm like hey. I'm like calm down i have to make dinner <laughs> he's, always, he's always like very hungry and i'm like okay no we're not talking yeah. about physical hunger yeah. guys obviously you want to show the world look at you know i i can do stuff oh, right i'm growing like, up i'm yeah. mature i'm grown up <laughs> <laughs> right i remember from my own childhood and i think many people might relate to it like one of the most annoying things growing up is when people tell you you are, you will not understand it right now when you are older yeah right you're just a kid right now <laughs> so and now they have so much access to knowledge they know so much more they know i can do more and we don't give them the opportunity that just at there prophet muhammad sallam like you mentioned earlier and i saw some of your podcasts you in more detail talk about this that he gave people opportunity children opportunity they were sitting in meetings with him next to him he didn't say go sit in the kids corner he yeah. gave he you know yes it can be scary as parents will my child be able to deal with it you know that's called believing in your child letting them take the lead I think we have those voices. What about the voices in our head that tell us like that's not for children, right? Because our parents told us yeah. that's not their place. What do you say to parents who have that thought? Like, hey, you know, that's not their place to do this here and there. Like from the, you know, like the old cultural stuff we hear from our family of like where the place of children are that is not necessarily aligned with Islam, right? No, no. So look at the example of Prophet Muhammad Sallam, right? And maybe okay, so you know, I think two things are factor here. One. maybe the parent themselves have a low self esteem so they themselves think uh you know less of them uh than what they're capable of and then they project that on the child obviously as well so that's why the work that you do is so critical that the mother herself develops her self esteem otherwise ch- her child is an extension of her really she's if she looks down on herself she looks down on her child as well no matter how great she thinks no i think good of my child no <laughs> when you have a higher self esteem you will see much more in your child as well and secondly you know if it's so hard for you start small give them smaller smaller and smaller challenges and then maybe you, you appreciate um, of course appreciate it a lot of the time parents don't take time to appreciate they take time to you could have done better 
right? Isn't that horrible? We always look for the one thing. Oh, like, oh, but you missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you got what you got a you got a 95, not a hundred. So <laughs> we got like, you know, like, why do we always have to point out? And that's the other thing. It goes, it's also that shift that we know we need to do from the result based praise to the process based praise where it's not like, oh, um, oh, I love that you got an 85 or a 90 or a hundred and a or whatever it is. It, it, it should be, I love the way that this was hard for you and you kept working yeah. through it. Yeah. I love how the effort. Yeah. Like there, I know and we don't, we're not big on like giving a for effort, but at the same time, that's where the motivation needs. Like the child needs to see that you saw their value, that they struggled through it and they pushed exactly. it away that this was, you know, something that before they weren't doing as well. I could see your progress last time you did this one. It took you an hour and now it only took you 30 minutes. That yeah. means that you're really, yeah. really trying. I love your focus. Like comments yeah. like that as a yeah, parent wonderful. are way more valuable okay. than like, oh my gosh, you got a hundred. I'm so proud of you. You know, like it's not that that shows that the value is in these little, like these little flashy things, as opposed yeah. to their valiant effort and resolve and grit and determination, you know, and that's yeah. a, that'll, that'll build yes. more of that. We want more of that. We want to praise yeah. what we want more of, which is yes, more of we that. want the effort more exactly. And it's in line with our deen, like back to the six pillars of Iman, Qadr. Result is not in your hands. Sometimes a child would put in all the effort and the only questions that come in the test are the ones they don't know. Does that mean they are a failure and yeah. that nothing counts? They're just, no. If a, have a party to celebrate their effort before the result because that's what I value in you. And you know, a lot of the time I feel like talking to parents, Muslim parents especially, are so hesitant of praising their children that what about humility? What about uh, not, you know, they're going to become narcissistic, too proud of themselves. And, and, and there is some point to it. And that's why you have to remind them to be grateful for it. Not that you made the effort because you are just so smart and so brilliant, but you are so smart and brilliant because Allah made you that way. Yeah. Thank Allah for it. We teach children to thank Allah for food, clothes, family, which is temporary dunya stuff, materialistic stuff. Thank Allah for who you are, what you're able to do, because then they will value themselves. And, and it's just a you sentence. Know, you could just put a sentence on the end of it. And who who gave you the ability to do that? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You could just add a little sense. We're not talking about oh. crazy, heavy, additional things as parents need to do. Yeah. And we have that statement, mashallah, most kids and parents won't even you know think about what that means. Teach children what it means. Remind them why am I saying, Masha Allah, what Allah built for you, that Allah gave that to you. So, I mean, a child growing up with really low self-esteem is not going to be able to thank Allah properly, because yeah. they will always see themselves as less. Allah didn't give me. I'm just a loser, right? I can't do this. I can't do that. The more grateful they are for themselves, the more great, uh, the more they will grow in self-esteem and iman, inshallah. I wanted to ask you about when women are contacting you and mothers are contacting you, because I get a lot of people contacting me regarding different things. What are some of the struggles that they're mentioning about their children? Because I think a lot of us have these struggles and I want to be really, really open and transparent about the fact that if you're having a lot of the ones that we're about to mention, you are not by yourself. You are not alone mm -hmm. because this is something where I think as women, we need to stop with like the mom shaming, like, oh, that my yes. child, that doesn't happen with yes. my child. That must be a problem you have. No, these are, we're all kind of going through these things. And so instead of focusing on like, who's the better mom, we can focus on like, well, what are we going to do about that? How can we help our children? This is a really difficult time come together as an ummah. So what are some yeah. of the things that people yeah. come to you about that they're struggling with their children? 
Yeah. And before I say that, I just want to recognize what you just said about mom shaming. Really important. Moms need to stop shaming them their own selves as well. Uh, that I didn't do this and I didn't do that. So stop blaming others and stop blaming yourself. That's doing you no good. That's good doing your children no good. You are doing the best you can and you're going to do better, inshallah, the more you. That's what, you know, the sisters who are listening this right now, uh, they are, why are they listening to it? Not because they had nothing on Netflix to watch. <laughs> they're listening to you and me because they want to do better, right? And Allah sees that that's an effort, right? That's an effort they're making when they join uh, your programs and the parents join my program. They're, they're making an effort. So uh, they're seeking the knowledge. So appreciate that about yourself. Don't shame right. your own self. I think it's hard too because we're, you know, podcasts are such passive things. Sometimes people are like, I'm listening to you while I'm washing the dishes. I'm listening to you while I'm driving, while I'm doing something else. And the thing is, it's good to have all this information in your ear. Yeah, it's really better good. than listening songs. Yes, way better. <laughs> I challenge women. If you absolutely, but I challenge women. If you want to actually feel the impact of the things we're talking about, it requires some form of action. It requires yes. like I didn't just listen. After I listened, I did something because we have, for example, mm. for us, mm. we serve women on so many levels, right? We have women who yeah. come to our free book clubs and they come to our classes and they come to everything. And then we have women who are like, okay, enough is enough. Mm. I want to look better. I want to do better. And then those women, we have to be like, okay, let's set up a program, a schedule. Let's see what you really yeah. need. Let's dig into yeah. it. And then once we get behind the scenes and we get into like how they really need help or for you, probably how to really help the kids. And then they start to see like, wow, like I could have lived so much better, so much more value, so much more happiness, but I'm yeah. just so stuck in just like being passive about the situation, yeah. which is, I think what's happening with the exactly. kids. It's just yeah. like, we're just, you know, every day I wake up, new your schedule yeah. day, then it's Tuesday, then it's yeah. Wednesday. And there's no real purpose, drive, passion. And we're not getting to what the real problems yeah. are. So I'm very real about that. So I would love to hear what are some of the real problems yeah. that moms are bringing to you? Yeah. So what I often hear is number one is wasting of time in games or watching other people play games on YouTube. So just Netflix or YouTube. So massive amount of wastage uh, of time. But not it's not just about that, obviously. So many children today, and I'm more and more over the years hearing this from parents, is that they're depressed. Muslim children who are like really depressed. And there are many, many Muslim children who are very lonely because, yeah. you know, yeah. of just the lifestyle has been built that way now that the games and they just have online friends and there's actually no real connection with online friends. In fact, they might be learning all kinds of bad words from them. And yeah. uh, then there are arguments and fights at home about this and their relationship with parents are just being destroyed. And now mom either has a choice that she keeps fighting for it or she keeps, uh, you know, she just gives up. Okay, just do that. So you have a good relationship with me, but forgetting that actually that's not gonna be good, build a good relationship later on that's gonna harm so so I, I see too many kids really lonely feeling completely uh you know really low in self-esteem really uh, uh feeling unchallenged so they're looking for challenges in the video game world where they feel like a hero they get a dopamine hit it's easy so they don't want to work hard for anything anymore the, any class is boring for them any hard work is boring for them and the second thing um, um, most parents I find uh, struggling with is bad company for their children. Yeah, it's that's a hard a one. Really negative influence of the friends that they have. 
and especially like in America and UK, um, the recent most I'm hearing a lot from parents is about um, being called homophobic and things like that and having a lot of confusion about those kinds of things. So, I mean, yeah, um, parents are That's struggling. That's so interesting now how the times have changed, how now like we're making fun of people for not accepting homophobia. Like that's a new thing to bully someone about. It's kind of, the times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> just because I, I've been I've been around a long time. So I'm just like, oh, they used to make fun of you know, the opposite of that. Now we're going yeah, to- exactly. like, Yeah, that's exactly. Like, very interesting, like what kind of a world we live in right now. Like, oh, you don't accept all these haram things. That's crazy about you. You know, yeah. like so at the end of the day, like yeah. it is a struggle. I know what you're saying and like I have parents who are either like overly involved overly protective because they're so scared or they're just like I throw up my hands I'm done like I've yeah. tried I tried to talk to this kid I've tried to explain to them why it's wrong I've used all the Quran that I know and now I'm just tired and every day I'm yeah, fighting with tired, them exactly. tired I'm tired of fighting yeah. tired of talking and not being listened to or everything is a, is a but mom but mom you know like and yeah. at the end of the day it's especially it's during pandemic I think a lot of parents oh, gave up so it was really hard a lot of parents just gave I up find every, so many parents parents put their kids on devices in the pandemic and now like we know it's because it's so addictive and I think we have to recognize it's addictive for adults right phones yeah. are addictive for come on most you know adults are addicted to the phone and so at the end of the day when you take the, tell the kids to get off now the pandemic it's kind of opening up not every part of the world but you know going back to normal it's life going to be some, easy. at some level they're like what are you talking about it's like you know it's like stealing a, a drug from them and so it's, it's really really hard and it now really is. it's get, get they were getting a dopamine hit constantly there's a lot of science around this there's so much science around the effects of this stuff and so what what are the like moving into what do you feel then we can do so like we've kind of outlined there's a lot of issues this is what we're going through but what I love about what you do is you have brought very unique solutions like even for myself I'm just like wow we really need that out in the world so here we have these kids right they have all these challenges in front of them and subhanAllah they need somewhere to put their energy their time to to feel challenged and at the same time you know, what is there out there? It's either, you know, that or go gaming or go, you know, listen to music or go on Snapchat or TikTok. Like what else is there to do? But then you solve that. So like, what are some things that, that you think that parents can actively do to make things better for their kids? Okay. So my solution to that as a teacher, especially, um, and I think parents need to now apply that as they see fit, Um, I saw these two challenges. The kid is completely low in self-esteem and doesn't have good company. So my solution was developing these courses, which is not just going, okay, learn Sira for the dates and names and events, but learn it in a way that I can see I have this problem in my life. How do I use this? And then they will value Sira. Okay, that's a tip I can use and apply to solve my bullying problem at school. So make it, you know, really practical. Apply it there in your everyday life. Not just go and teach them, okay, let's learn, sit there and learn. But you got to make it, you know, what your child is dealing with. Make it relatable for them. And I do it as a teacher, but of course, parents in everyday life needs to uh, apply it and remind them of those lessons. Um, with my courses, of course, I believe that you have to teach children to 
be contributing members. That's when they grow in self-esteem and gratitude. So giving them opportunities uh, that uh, they can apply themselves. I have kids, you know, we, I teach a Sira course, but they don't just learn, okay, this is what the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu did, but this was his mission. I will apply myself for this mission. So I have kids going out, giving dawah, taking balloons, attaching bookmarks to them, taking them to the people on the mall, handing them over. It's not like, you know, the people who got the balloon uh, are, you know, sometimes kids had uh, paper aeroplanes on stuck on a cupcake and they handed them out to uh, kids with hadiths written on them. Now, it's not like the person they give this hadith to, his life is going to change and he's going to become a Muslim. <laughs> but yeah. the child's life is changed. I made a difference. The contact they had with another human being who appreciated that, okay, yes, uh, you know, maybe they learned something. I made this happen. I put my effort into something that only adults do in this world. So challenging them in that way, and not just like, uh, you know, challenging is not like do a challenging maths problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teach them to give back to the world. That's when they will see, okay, I'm valuable to the world. I am valuable to the world, not just the money I give in charity from my pocket money, but I am valuable. So and I so have a question. That's As a, a new addiction. Hopefully we can build in them. I love that. I love creating a new addiction, addiction to doing good. To see that's, yeah. a, that's a beautiful one. Uh, what do you, what do you, so just explain for a minute, you said course, and then you said they're going out in public and they're handing things. So I want parents to understand what you're talking about. So when we say course, like what type of a, what type of engagement or activities are they doing? How does it work exactly? Where they're doing something physical or they're doing something on a computer? How does, how do your programs actually work? Oh, okay, so I have I mean, different types of programs. I was just giving an example that parents could probably apply like Tawa. They can get their kids to do that, inshallah. Uh, I understand. So okay. I have courses where we, uh, you know, there's some courses which are four-week courses, which is where I give them this Dawa project. So they study Sira. We are on Zoom weekly. And um, then they have to do a Dawa project. Now, over the years, I have accumulated so many examples so that inspired them, see them what's possible. Other children my age living in my cities, cities like me have done this. So uh, then, and then they're in a community, you know, we all know how powerful a community is, the influence of a positive community. So they're part of this community, which is pushing them towards that. I have another course, so this is more like a individual project. So they go out in their communities then offline, not on Zoom, and they make these things happen, come up with an idea, a creative idea, give dawah, give charity, you know, organize a fundraiser. Then there's a course I do called Rising Heroes, which is more, um, I mean, as I said, my background is software engineering. So I apply the engineering design process here, basically, alhamdulillah. And uh, so the kids... Uh, research a topic, they uh, design a solution. Uh, we do a lot to get them to be empathetic about this problem. For example, in July, we did, they chose, uh, and I don't, I'm just sitting there as a coach guiding them. They decided we want to help orphans. And they decided they don't just want to help, help by giving charity, but because they dug in so much into the details about orphan, they thought about their mental health about the orphan child, the trauma the orphan child goes through. Wow. And then they came up with this happiness journal and a video set, which taught them different activities, drawing through drawing and say, teaching kids to be grateful and teaching them about Allah and so on. And mashallah, they created an online carnival. And just in four weeks, they raised uh, $3,000, mashallah, uh, through this wow. carnival. So That's amazing. I love that. I just want to pause right there and say, you just had 
children who are Muslim to think of, they didn't, you didn't even teach this, by the way, because I remember we talked about this. They came up with the idea themselves that, wow, they're yes. going through all that. What is their mental health like? And they were children thinking about the mental health of other yes. orphan children and said they need activities to keep their spirits high. Let's yeah. give them this happiness journal. So I mean, can we think about this? When does this happen? We don't have wow. adults thinking about the mental health and creating journals for, for orphans, let alone children helping other children and their mental exactly. health. That's and absolutely this, you amazing. Know, we were talking about how we think that the child can do it or not. Do you think I could think that the kids will think about all this? I couldn't, but I believed in the children that they will go through this and they will make something incredible happen. So yes, it's actually every year I do this and it is absolutely scary for me as well. I'm sitting there. I hope they go on the right track. <laughs> I hope they do something great. Uh, but I have to, you know, that's courage from us as teachers and parents that yes, we have those fears, but you keep your fear in check. Don't impose them on the children and let them fly and they will amaze you as they must always do. Don't let our fears stop them. They will make incredible things happen. Wow, I like that. Don't let our fears stop them. SubhanAllah. It's really true. Because as parents, you know, we don't, we don't know what to do. But I know what you're saying. This is so, so good. I wanted to say that um, there's a lot of things that you offer in the community and that you do. And as we're coming to a close in the podcast, I wanted to make sure that they understood how they could reach you, how they could find you. Um, and can you just give us some information about where people can find you and more of what you do online? Okay, you can find us pretty much anywhere. <laughs> uh, you can go to imanpower.com, E-M-A-A-N, power.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, I have just uh, last, uh, I recently released a book, uh, Discover the Power of Salah. And mashallah, I've had great feedback from it. Kids, um, one mom told me she was constantly reminding her kids before Salah. And now they are waiting for Adhan. And to be honest, I couldn't myself believe I've written a book that could get kids that inspired. <laughs> but <laughs> you're unlocking your own internal power as well as you're helping them. <laughs> They're like, how does that happen? <laughs> uh, but uh, if that was one, I would have thought it's a coincidence. But every you know month, we are getting more and more testimonials like that. That my kid is just waking me up for fajr now. So, and you know, this book, a lot of the time, Salah books is like pray five times a day. It's a pillar of Islam. This is a whole book that's about why we pray and the powerful benefits we get. And that just goes to show that children- about why. I was just going to say, I, I, I didn't get to go through all of it, but it has to be about why. Because yeah. once you get- Motivation is why. why Motivation why, is all about why. The, the feeling like the hijab. So many girls are like, why do I have to wear hijab? Because no one explained to them why. Mm. And so it's it's very like, it's just like, uh, I don't want to say it's meaningless, but it's just like, oh, it's just like another rule, another thing to do, as opposed yeah. to a beautiful purpose. And then they miss yeah. it. So I love that you do this with the Salah. It has to be the why. Yeah. And I think that's the only reason that book uh, really connected with children. And it has very relatable examples from War Horses, uh, and suradiyat in uh, car races <laughs> and, <laughs> and so i use relatable examples so it's fun for them and uh, it really explains to them talks to their logic and motivates them um, and uh, we are doing a free class right now for children uh, allah and his prophets it's a very inspirational class i teach it live via zoom um, and uh, inshallah it's uh, i'm seeing every you know at the end of the class i ask them to make a commitment to do a sunnah and just one mom um, told me the other day that uh, 
actually Sunday is the first, Monday was the first day I did this class. Uh, and uh, this year I've done it many times previously. And she told me her daughter made a flower and took it to the neighbor uh, to show that she's generous because we had talked about the generosity. So I'm all about action. I am not interested in building databases of knowledge. <laughs> and I think you mentioned that as well <laughs> earlier when you were talking about just listening passively to going and taking action. So that drives me when I see the kids actually putting it into action. I um, find so that people, they don't usually take action because in, it's, we've, we've lived in this comfortable place. We lived yeah. in this comfortable place. So it's really easy just to do nothing, to be quiet, especially with the pandemic it makes you stay alone, stay away yeah. from people. And I think that what this is doing is it's saying, okay, like you're helping parents who, who are kind of like a little shy, like, okay, but I don't know how to do that. That sounds really great. Exactly. And I want that for my kid, but I don't know how to make all that stuff or I don't have time or I work a job or I got this. And she, and she, and, and the sister here is just saying, everybody's saying, I, it's okay. Like, that's what I do. That's what I've done yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I always say, I want to be your partner in this. I know it's hard. It's extremely hard right now being a parent. So let me be, you know, that's what I'm dedicated to, to be your partner in raising these beautiful children to be the Absolutely. best they can be. Absolutely. I love that. And, and so what I want to just like end in saying what I love about what you do, because I have a background in education. I know what it's like. It's very different to teach a class that is just like me standing like a lecturer and everybody's mm -hmm. listening and taking notes. That's not what, what our sister is doing, which is what I love. She's, <laughs> she's a facilitator, which is very different, which is like, she's giving them insightful thoughts and she's making them take control and build action. And so kids yeah. love that. Kids love hands-on. Kids love touching and moving and thinking and trying. And, and that's why they're bored, you know, in certain other settings. And that's why this setting gives them such an opportunity to yeah. do good. And I love what you're, you're, you're marrying engineering and Dawa. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Like it's beautiful. You're teaching them how to create solutions for our problems yeah. as Muslims yeah. in the world. And they are the next generations of problem solvers. And yeah. that is just yeah. so beautiful and so beneficial. So I just want to tell you like how, what an honor it is to have you on exactly. and to, to see of all of the beautiful work that you're doing in our community and, and how much um, it is needed so much. I think we don't realize. And for all you parents out there who are struggling, I want you to know I am a mom of five. So I understand how it's hard. And I want to say that um, if we don't do it for our kids, nobody will. We have to, at some point say, you know, I want more for my kids. And so that's why I challenge so many of our moms here to join things that we're doing and to join things like right now, for example, we have book clubs, we have classes, we have consultations. We want you to know that there's support out there. I know you feel alone. Our sister here, she's making beautiful classes. She has beautiful books. There's things to inspire your child if you don't know how. So what I love about what you are doing is that you're giving parents the tools to do this and saying, okay, if you don't have time, like we know how to do it and we'll help your kids. And I love that we're bringing children and other children together at a time where they need to be more social. They're so yeah. alone and it's yeah. really, really hard. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And if anyone wants to reach you, it's Iman Power. She's all over. We'll have in the show notes, um, you know, the name and everything. So you'll know exactly how to reach her and you'll find her easily. And inshallah, isn't and I'm looking forward so much to doing more with you in the future and yeah, to all the beautiful I loved work uh, talking to you. Absolutely yeah. loved meeting you and talking to you. So, so good to have you. And I can't wait for the other parents to meet you. And inshallah, business island. I will see all of you guys in the next podcast. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on, taking time out of your busy day with all the things that you're doing. And it just was an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it. All right, ladies, I will talk to you. I will talk to you in the next podcast. Inshallah, bismillah. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.